Hey, hey, good day, everybody. We are GFBS, Grand Fork's best source. Thank you for joining us. It is time for your Wednesday interview from the GFBS studios. I'm Dale Coolis, subbing in for John Roberts today, and we are soon to be joined by the Grand Fork's public library staff members, Brandy Helm and Tanya Palmer from the Information Services Department. If you have questions for either of them, please ask either in the live stream chat on Facebook, Twitch, or YouTube, or call or text in your questions to us. 701-213-0863. Today's show is brought to you today by Executive Properties. Are you still putting off that project around the house that's been bugging you forever? Do you think you can wait until spring and call a contractor and have the work done ASAP? Well, good luck with that. Executive Properties has openings right now to get that project done. In fact, you can check out their Google reviews. Aaron says Chris and his team did a spectacular job on the damage to my aunt's garage and siding. Kept us up to date on the progress and the finished product was amazing. Thank you for your professionalism and hard work. Hey, get that project done sooner than later. Call Executive Properties, 701-330-1273. All right, we are back, and I am joined by Tanya Palmer and Brandy Helm. How are you doing today? Tanya, how goes it? Not bad, not bad. <laughs> we got to give you the crowd clap of approval. <laughs> Thank you. Along with Brandy Helm, how are you today? Good, good. Now, you know how we like to kick the interview off here each and every time here. You guys have been on a few times, so you know it's time for jokes my neighbor tells me in honor of john roberts uh so i got two spooky themed ones you guys are here to talk about awesome halloween events upcoming at the grand forks public library so tried to keep it a little topical find found some awesome i i know paul will give me a thumbs up or on these ones i got some bangers for you <laughs> so here we go i got two of them where do vampires keep their money i know i've heard this before I, I, the blood bank? Yeah, uh, yes, <laughs> yes, heck yeah. Where is it? Boom. <laughs> Applause for Tanya. All right. Why did the skeleton avoid going to see a horror movie? They didn't have the stomach for it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Paul, Paul's giving me the thumbs up. No, he's saying the, the eh. mid, as people say nowadays. All right, so... Here we go. It's it's talking about a couple upcoming Halloween events. Definitely want to talk about that in a little bit. But uh, I know in case people tuning in for the first time haven't heard from you, maybe just a quick, I know you guys kind of went into detail on the past times you were on. Maybe just fill us in uh, just a quick little background on what you do at the Grand Forks Public Library. Both of you are with the Information Services Department. Now, Tanya, you are the, the head supervisor. Yes, um, I am the supervisor of the department. I've been in that role for, uh, I think, coming up on three years now. And, I, and but I've been at the library for almost twenty years. Quite a run, and I know was it last year you finished the, the or was it two years ago when the re, the renovations finished? The main floor renovation was a couple of years ago, yes. And children's department earlier this year. Yes. The slide is back. Yes, it is <laughs> open yes, for it business, <laughs> and that is open to all ages. A lot of people think that it's just for kids, but that's not true. No, I'm tempted to go down it sometimes. I mean, I'm like, you gotta do, do it. it. Yeah, do it. it's there. I, mean, I, I should, do it. I do it all the time. You mm -hmm. should do it. I should do it maybe just like right before the library closed sometime. I don't know. Yes. Brandy, <laughs> welcome back. How are you doing today? Oh, 
good. How about for you, you information department also, and how long have you been with the library? Uh, seven years. Seven years. There seven. you go. Catching up to Tanya. <laughs> I have a little way to go. <laughs> oh, man. And you guys just kind of go nonstop there. It's, it's cool seeing just how far the library has come with all the new renovations there these last couple of years. Um, so kind of curious on some follow-up here just from the last time you guys were on here in August. I know kind of the big things we're talking about were the upcoming library con and and you guys are going to be at the comic con too so second ever library con uh, how how did it turn out reception uh, attendance wise with meeting your guys expectations there absolutely yeah we had uh, a little bit over 350 people come to this one um reception was very good we had the 501 first legion there again which is always really great to work with them um they have their screen accurate costumes yeah, there so were some. Really good. There were some very, very, just very faithfully represented uh, uh, um, uh, stormtroopers there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and you know, I got, I got, to, I was a guest there as well. I got to host the, moderate the panel for Star Trek versus Star Wars. That was, uh, they kept it civil. I was pretty happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, next year we're thinking about Marvel versus DC. Yeah, I know that both both of the panelists there, Amy and uh, Doctor Sauer, they turned out that one is a big Marvel fan, one's a big DC fan. Yep. So it seemed like it's going to most likely be not a sure thing yet, but that would be mm-hmm. cool. Marvel versus DC, right? Yep. Uh, any anything that stood out to you in particular that that really popped for the, or resonated with uh, from what you've heard reception wise or just for you personally for the library con? Personally, I think the panel, the mm-hmm. Star Trek versus Star Wars, was really fun. It's always I love listening to Doctor Sauer and Amy talk because they're so knowledgeable and it's just fun. They're huge fans. I and I'm glad you took a photo. I was thinking of rec- I should have recorded it before, but uh, it was my first time meeting Doctor Sauer. I didn't know how if she would have been comfortable with it. But uh, I, I, I'll give a props to Amy for dressing up as R two D two for it. I thought that was amazing, a great mm-hmm. touch. Uh, how about for you, Tanya? Oh my gosh, uh, I don't know. Just like the everything that came together. You know, Brandy and and Justine were kind of the driving forces behind that and they they just brought everything together so well and it was you know, it was great to just to have the event. You know, I'm very excited about it. And you know, at adding new things from last year, um, you know, and then and just having that enthusiasm. Slightly and, growing. Yeah. And like next year, who knows what we're gonna add. You know, Marvel mm-hmm. versus D C obviously, but who knows? Having what else. the th- the throne chair from yes. Game of yes. Thrones. That was yes. a big hit. That's yeah. a former staff member's husband who built that with his son. Yeah, and they offered to to lend us it, lend it to us for the event so that there could be an, a really fun photo op. Mm-hmm. I think I saw it was getting a lot of traffic, it seemed like. Yeah. Yeah, so that's cool. It's going to be looking to be bigger and better for, for next year. I think that's, that's awesome. It's great to hear. Especially if people, if I remember right, you know, there wasn't any charge to admission. A lot of people may be, may be intimidated or may think like your average comic convention may not be for them. And that could be like a great introduction to, for, for people. Yeah, yeah. That's, that, was our, that was our goal. Um, there's not a lot nearby for conventions. There's Fargo and then I guess Winnipeg and then the cities. Um, so for younger people especially, it's really hard to travel around plus price of tickets. So we really wanted to make something that was accessible and free for the community. Now, I guess speaking of comic 
cons and conventions. They had the Grand Forks Comic Con at the Alaris Center just mm-hmm. uh, a few weeks ago, and you know the library had a presence there. I, I you know I definitely at GFBS we did some live coverage. People can catch up on our archives there from a few weeks ago to see our coverage from it. And Otania, we got we grabbed a quick couple of minutes with you there, and I know I went to your your guys's booth and I spun the wheel there. Yeah. I believe I won a, a, a Zangief Street Fighter mini uh, figure there. Mm-hmm. So how how did, how did the Comic Con go for you this year? It went really great. Like the Grand Forks Comic Con, it's just getting better every year that they hold it. Um, and it's one of the things that I look forward to every year for sure, just to see all of the attendees, the costumes, the vendors that come out. It's just a really good time. Yeah, it definitely seemed like it was growing, like a few more vendors, few more booths here and there. Mm-hmm. Like you could tell it's growing too. So it's great to see that growth going and just. Love conventions. Very, very cool. Um, kind of want to talk about one other thing. I, I was kind of looking at other recent events that wrapped up at the library. I, I just I saw a couple of things here. Uh, music and mocktails. That's kind of a new one. I think it, we were talking a little bit before the show that this was your second one that just happened. Yes. So music and mocktails is actually um, like kind of the brainchild of our friends group. And uh, they just had this idea of providing kind of a, a, a fun event for adults um, it doesn't necessarily involve alcohol because we can't have alcohol on the library property, um, but just you know, showing showing people what else there is for the community and involving the library, which is awesome. But yeah, so the um, area uh, businesses organizations they they come they create a mocktail. We we are included in that, and then all of the participants vote on the best mocktail of the evening. Dare I ask an example of a random mocktail that stood out for either of you? Uh, well, uh, let's see. Obviously, there's ours. We had this year the Juicy Novel, and I I, I thought it was the best, but we didn't win, <laughs> uh, so we were robbed. But uh, the, <laughs> the 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 um, boardroom was there. They were right next to us, and they had a caramel apple slush mocktail, Ooh. and it. It had a donut. A donut in it? <laughs> yes, it oh, had a little wow. mini donut. And, you know, just in the variety of the mocktails, you know, just, you know, it, like even if it, people had similar ingredients, everything was just unique. And there was a, a nice variety, like a lot of them were sweet, but then there are also some that were, you know, more mellow or, you know, maybe even a hint of savory. I don't know if that's a, a plus in a mocktail, but you know, not everything was super sweet, which was a nice, which a nice palate cleanser. And just, uh, I don't know, just, I don't know. I don't think it's a spoiler, um, but we, uh, Harry's Steakhouse did uh, win a second year in a row. Oh. They're pretty good. Harry's. <laughs> there was one with like a glitter in it. Glitter. Yes. Yeah, yep. like yeah, edible, edible shimmer. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's crazy how creative they're getting with, like, meals and drinks in a combination. I kind of heard of that before with, like, uh, Bloody Marys having, like, a slice of pizza in them. Yeah. Or, like, a slider some, in them. Some Bloody Marys are full meals now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. it's it's kind of cool. And at the same time, it's kind of cool seeing that crossover into, mm-hmm. like, a, these in these mocktails. And uh, so, yeah, gosh, that's, that sounds cool. I'm going to keep my eyes peeled on your guys' event calendar. Oh, for, yeah. It's something we're hoping for it to be an annual event. And we, you know, live music music and that you know friends provide snacks and like there is a cost for this one um you, you do have to pay to get in it is limited to 18 years and older um but all of the money um goes to the friends group and they support library programs activities on um, all different kinds of things at the library so um like normally library sponsored events are free um but this is like i said a friends of the library uh 
event and and they do sometimes need to charge for things um, just because they are they they do fundraisers they mm-hmm. they sell the used books um, but this is another way they can do that that's cool find finding alternate kind of new outside the box ideas to help drive funds I think that's awesome um, another one that kind of kicked off I think if I remember right the last time you guys were on a couple months ago it was just starting or you were about to have your first one uh, Thursday theater. Yes. So last month was our first Thursday theater. We showed uh, the latest uh, Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Uh, This month, because it is so close to Halloween, we're doing Renfield, uh, which was recently in theaters. So um, I haven't seen that one yet. I've heard good things about it. I'm I'm planning to attend. I I haven't seen it yet. I think when you get Nicolas Cage in a a spooky movie, you're in for, I think, guaranteed good times. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Especially just Nicolas Cage. I, I like to, I hear a lot of people in the film critic world uh, he, he, he can only ham it up for the camera like he can and, and pull it off without it just coming off like too cheesy. People call it going into full-on Nick Cage <laughs> mode. So I mean, how many actors can do that? Yeah. Just right. whatever they want. Yeah. Well, I think it's funny. Like One of his early films, he did play, well, a guy who thought he had become a vampire. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. One. Was that uh, was it Vampire's Kiss? Oh. Or, right, maybe? I think so. Yeah. Oh, it's been years. <laughs> But uh, gosh, so I guess now, now that we're on top of spooky movies and all that, so let, let's go ahead and shift gears to uh, one of the big upcoming Halloween themed events at the library. And if I think I got the date right, this is going to be happening October 28th at 2 p.m. Halloween Stacks. And this is like, haunted stacks, or yes. I'm sorry, ha- Haunted Stacks. Yes. yes. And this is like one of your biggest marquee events of the year. Yes. Yes. This is, I think is our 12th year um, that we've been doing this. And it just, every year, it gets bigger. You know, the response is so awesome. Uh, this is the, I think, third, second or third year that we are doing it during open hours. We used to hold it after we were closed. We, you know, turn off the lights. People, mostly kids, could run around in the dark. They loved it. We made a maze. Um, but with the renovation um, and just, you know, well, basically the pandemic brought a lot of changes, and th- this event is one of them. Uh, so now we hold it during open hours, and it, it does actually draw in uh, more of a more of families, mm-hmm. and so it's it's more of a carnival atmosphere now, and so we're we're offering more of those kinds of activities, just because they can't run around, you know, a maze in the dark anymore. So yeah, I guess yeah, starting at two p.m. and how long will it be going on to then it's about from two to four? Two to four. Um, we are also having um, a DJ come in, uh, uh, DJL Entertainment. Uh, Patrick has. Uh, well, he used to volunteer to do haunted stacks when it was the maze, and then when he started his DJ business, he offered his services to our event, and he's such a he's such a hit. Mm-hmm. Kids love to come in and do their uh, Halloween dance party, and he he gets into it. He's a costume. <laughs> uh, Patrick is a, a big favorite of us of yeah. our lives. At he, our library. he has a pretty good read on crowd energy uh, and where to where to guide them. Yes, oh, I, probably knows all the great dance along, sing along songs. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, and he obviously does the monster mash. <laughs> Got to do the monster mash. Come on, yeah, get the kids jump, jumping and jiving. Heck yeah, I'm all for it. Uh, I, I saw like I, I think uh, if I remember right, uh, either talking to you before or uh, there will be all kinds of games and crafts there too. Mm-hmm. Well, we're, we are focusing on activities. We're offering, uh, we've always offered like easy games, so we'll try and offer more of those. Um, not not so much crafts because you know there's going to be a lot of people there, and that mm-hmm. you know if you're if you're stopping to do a craft, we're going to run out of space. You right. know, so um, 
but we are like if we have any leftover take and makes those will be available for people to take home you know but we're offering more of the activities we have coloring sheets because you know sometimes you know you do need to like slow down take a little break so we've got coloring sheets for that um but yeah mostly we're we're doing like bowling uh you know, beanbag toss. We've got some giant games. Like the bowling is giant mm-hmm. bowling. We have a giant Connect uh, Four, giant tic tac toe. You know, playing those games is fun, but when you make them giant, they're mm-hmm. more fun. Yeah, yeah. Well, that seems to be a nice big trend too in recent years. Uh, I, I, I lost track at how many like wedding receptions or even at some kind of like uh, like party rec centers like. Uh, gi- giant uh connect four jenga so yeah mm-hmm. like you said bigger is better uh now how many you said how many years has this been now for haunted stacks pretty sure it's the 12th year 12th year wow so and if i remember right you guys were saying it, it's like it gets the attendance is like one of the most well-attended events for the year mm-hmm. right yeah it's right up there with our our summer reading program um uh kickoff and finale just um people really look forward to it and they're looking for a, a fun safe thing they can do with their kids for halloween and especially with our weather, you know, we are going to try to add outdoor activities this year, but, you know, it might be too cold. And we, we know that. Mm-hmm. So we haven't made huge plans to be outdoors. But, you know, that there might be something out there. Yeah, something to do that's not just, here, have some candy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, although there will be candy. There will be candy. <laughs> Gotta have candy. I, I imagine it's a pretty safe bet people are, are encouraged to show up in costume. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. If I could make it mandatory, I would. But I know not everyone is a costume person. So it's just highly, highly encouraged. Have either of you seen any costumes there from the last few years that just really jumped at you? Like, wow, this one made an impression. Uh, actually, I think all the ones that made an impression more, came more from Comic-Con. Comic-Con. Oh, I imagine, <laughs> were, yeah. At, at Library Con, there was a whole family of dinosaurs. Yes. Um, like a mom with an inflatable thing, like she was riding a dino, and then the dad was in a full inflatable T-Rex. Oh, my gosh. Heck, yeah. 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 So maybe they'll come to Haunted Stacks. That would be awesome. Safe to say they're fans of Jurassic Park. <laughs> <laughs> But you know, we you get the standard, you get you know the princesses, you get the superheroes, and I I love to see that. You know, just you know the, the kids are finding what they love and they're dressing up. You know, mm-hmm. it's like we they don't need to be elaborate as long as they're having fun. You know, every kid has an awesome costume. That's what I say. Dressing up, being part of it, that's just yeah, that sounds just amazing taking in halloween i think halloween's probably like one of my favorite times of the year is actually i, I was kind of talking to just like a few uh just just friend, friends and peers this last week asking them uh, you know oh getting ready for how big are you into de- decorating or decorations or just like engaging for you know halloween thanksgiving christmas and it seems more and more people these last several years are saying they love halloween the other ones uh, de- depends yeah. <laughs> what'd you say would that be fair from from who you talk to a lot of people seems like halloween's the fun one of the big three as the last quarter of holidays mm-hmm. yeah yeah gotta gotta enjoy all the costumes the candy activities not all the all the in, in extensive planning that can go in with uh getting timing situated for family on christmas and mm-hmm. thanksgiving well it, halloween is more of a, a community holiday really because um, Thanksgiving, Christmas, you're you're that's family time. Mm-hmm. You know, Halloween, you're going on and having fun with everybody. Yeah. yeah. You know, I I don't I don't see a lot of people, oh yeah, I gotta go home for Halloween. It's like, no, I'm going <laughs> out for Halloween. Unless it's a family of dinosaurs, maybe. <laughs> yeah. We can go out as a family, but yeah. you don't make a special trip home. You, right. You know, you 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 know, typically you stay in your community and you you run around and have fun. Gosh. Now 
I cannot agree with you anymore. So I think that's a pretty good uh, October 28th, 2 p.m., Haunted Stacks. And if people want more information, they could go to gflibrary.com or the Grand Forks Public Library on Facebook or any other uh, good places to find information. Uh, no, those are those are the best points, uh, places. You can also just call us. Yeah, I think I got your guys' number here. Or no, I don't. <laughs> it is 772-8116. There you go. Boom. All right, so we are currently joined by Brandy and Tanya of the Grand Forks Public Library. We're going to break down their other Halloween event at the Public Library Fright Night in just a moment. But right now we're going to take a quick break to tell you about... Moe's Cafe, an awesome sit-down diner just down the hall from us in the Grand Cities Mall. They and Here on Grand Forks Best Source, we're going to tell you all about the daily dish that you have going on there every day. And here is today's daily dish, a meatloaf burger with provolone cheese, ketchup on a brochet bun with Moe's crispy fries, all for just $10 for today's daily dish special at your Moe's Cafe in the Grand Cities Mall. They're open Tuesday through Friday from 7 to 3 and on Saturdays and Sunday from 8 to 2. Bring a friend for breakfast or lunch. You will love it. All right. We are back with Brandy and Tanya of the Grand Forks Public Library. Once again, if you have comments or questions for either of them, please ask away in the live stream chat or by calling or texting in your comments or questions to us at 701-213-0863. So, other big Halloween event happening at the library, and this is, I believe, a debut, first first ever mm-hmm. Fright Night on Friday, October 27th at 7 p.m., and this is the 18-plus event. Yes. So, uh, so it, it seemed like it kinda, you kind of alluded to it or foreshadowed a little bit earlier. It kind of seemed like Haunted Stacks was kind of originally geared more towards older or, or older kids anyways and, and for like after hours. And now that's more of the family event. And this is kind of more like the 18 and up. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And I'm going to let Brandy talk about that because she's been one of the driving forces behind that. Yes, it was a brainchild of our coworker, Justine. But um, a lot of the Halloween activities... Um, are for families or for kids. So we wanted to offer something that was for 18 plus. And so we're going to have trivia. We're going to have cookie decorating and spooky themed mocktails. Spooky. So you said you said Justine helped. Uh, you uh, She was a big, big uh, just advocate for getting uh, yeah. Fright Night going. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'll also give a big uh, shout out to Justine. <laughs> I know I, I keep trying to get her to join you guys. Justine, please come join us for, for, <laughs> for the library, future library interviews. But uh, uh, so what, what was the what went into the conversations for uh, like, hey, let's do something for an older crowd here how did those first uh, seeds were planted i think that started in the summer um when we start looking forward to the fall to start planning um but yeah we're gonna also have board games we have a scream the movie themed game which is a lot of fun we play tested it and it's very hectic uh, we'll also have some crafts um, we're going to be doing book folding and some ghost art as well as a costume contest now, it sounds like that screen board game is, you did some play tests then? Yeah, it's really fun. Um, you, it has you download an app to your phone and Ghostface calls you. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. Let me guess, does the call start with, do you like scary movies? I, think, I don't know if I can do I that voice. I think so, yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Gosh. So, and then I, I kind of noticed on your website, uh, uh, from the, the description, I think you kind of hit on here a little bit too, murderous, murderously hard trivia. How's that yes. work? 
Um, it is Halloween Eve trivia. Justine has been working on it. Um, I contributed to it a little bit as well. Um, I think it's going to have like horror movie trivia as well as just like traditions for Halloween. It's going to be kind of like split up in teams or just kind of like random groups of four? I think with Kahoot, you can, I mean, whoever has the phone is a player. Mm. I suppose if somebody wants to team up, they could. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it'll be a Kahoot, which is a really fun way to, a a much easier way to run a trivia session. And it's easier to keep track of points. Yes. (laughs) Gosh, yeah, I love board games having apps to make it easy. I've Mm -hmm. I've, I've done a few like that, and they kind of just help add like nice sound effects and just like a little more atmosphere and get Mm -hmm. more immersed into it. Now, I know it's too... uh, Ghoulishly ghastly refreshments. I, I'm digging. I'm all about that alliteration. I love it. That's uh, why I did it. Yes, I, I, I'm a big, big pro alliteration here. What kind of uh, ghoulish goodies can can people expect? Well, we're gonna do cookie decorating, um, and Justine and I are working on some spooky mocktails. Spooky mocktails. Heck yeah! How late will this be running? It starts at seven. It is one hour, so it goes from seven to eight p.m. Yeah, it's kind of our initial, you know, run. We want to see what the response is before we start packing a lot of stuff into it. It's like, mm-hmm. is there a good response from the community? You know, we see that there's this gap, you know, in these kind of type of fun events for, you know, the older, you know, well, I, I want to say like young adults, like, you know, the 18-year-olds, you know, mm-hmm. the, they're they're not going to want to go and, you know, probably do giant bowling and get, a you know, a piece of candy, mm-hmm. you know, that... They're, they're more likely to want to come and hang out with other people who like Halloween, you know, have some fun. And, you know, so we're trying to fill that gap. Now, are we the ones to do it? I hope so. Yeah. You know, and that's, so that's what this is about. You know, we want to, and, you know, if, if, if there's a good response, then that just means, okay, next year we can plan more. We can put mm-hmm. more in there. You know, just, but like I said, this is just kind of like a. Test run. A, yes. Yep. A fact-finding event. <laughs> is, is there a response to what we mm-hmm. want to offer to the people? No, I noticed on the website. You may have mentioned it here in the information. I may have missed it. I did put a link to it in here for this uh, in the description for this episode. So if people can, want to check the podcast or social me- media posts for this, uh, you do have to, uh, if, am I seeing this right, RSVP in advance for this one? Yeah, yes. we just want to make sure we have a good idea of the number. So we have so enough we can, refreshments and yep. cookies for decorating, you know, just just so we're not, you know, some people aren't showing up and we don't have enough for them. We are trying to avoid that. So mm-hmm. we, we like to just The right amount of yeah. snacks, basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and again, is this like haunted stacks, uh, free free of charge, absolutely. free emission? Yes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, 100%. very very cool. Uh, did did you run into any hurdles getting an eighteen plus event, uh, getting the seal of approval for this to be the go ahead for for the library, or was it seemed to be pretty smooth sailing? Fairly, you know, fairly easy. You know, as with any new, uh, you know, ideas, you know, you have to weigh the pros and cons. You know, to mm-hmm. say, you know, does this fit with what we're trying to do? You know, is, you know, what's going to go into it? It's really close to our other event. You know, we had to really look at, you know, the timing. Mm-hmm. Can can we do this effectively? Is it or is it just going to be kind of, you know, half-hearted because we're putting so much energy in a haunted stacks, all that good stuff. So, you know, when adding a new event so close to another big event, mm-hmm. there's, you know, there's, I wouldn't say hesitation, but there's, you're really putting a lot of thought into it. 
Now, can people expect maybe some more, uh, since this is 18 plus, maybe a little bit more spookier, slightly more edgier decorations? Yes. Or I'm not saying like full on R rating or anything like yeah. that, but you know, like maybe yeah. PG 13, kind of like a little more. We're, we're not going to have um, our elevator full of blood. No yeah. elevator of blood. No, oh. that, the logistics yeah. were just a nightmare. We could do it. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, but, well, you know, this is kind of going back to. It's after hours. It's dark in the library. It's it's yeah. It's gonna go. It's gonna be that. We we can't offer the maze, and that's really was more for you know, like kids. Mm-hmm. Um, but it will be dark. We 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 kicked around the idea of a, an escape room. Um, unfortunately, we didn't quite get to the point where we could manage it. But um, that's always on the table for next year. You know, just, yeah. we want to offer you know a, a Halloween event. You mm-hmm. know, we want it to be fun and spooky. And being able to be in the library after hours is uh, a draw. Yeah, absolutely. I think that sounds super cool. What part of Fright Night are for both of you are looking forward to personally the most? Um, I think the the board games. The scream game is really fun. Um, I'm looking forward to that. So I, I mean, I help out wherever I'm needed. Like, I'm like, you know, you guys go forth, do your thing. I will help you however you need. So for me, it's more about, you know, seeing how it's coming together, seeing the response to it. That's always the big thing for me. It's like, look at how our program is doing. Look at how people are enjoying it. That's always my favorite part. Now, we're kind of talking a little bit before the show here, too, you know, and we kind of briefly uh, kind of hinted or danced around a little bit. We kind of brought, we're talking about uh, spooky movies, you know, being around this time of the year, I kind of get, I guess, going hand in hand with just talking about Halloween events. Do either of you have a favorite spooky movie or <laughs> scary movie, horror movie? Could be a slasher, could be a more family friendly Halloween movie, one that jumps out to you right off the bat. If we're talking about slashers, uh, Scream is a favorite of mine. Um, I also really love The Lost Boys. Um, that's a favorite. How about you, Tanya? All right. This is on, on par with asking me my favorite book, which is very, very difficult. Um, so Big time I, horror, scary movie guru? I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say big time. Um, I'm going with Evil Dead 2. Evil Dead 2. Mm, I yeah. love Evil Dead 2. Um, and it's it's comedy and it's you know scary a little bit gory. Um, it's there. It has one of the funniest scenes <laughs> I have ever seen in my life. If it, if you have not seen it, you need to watch it for the the scene with the possessed hand, <laughs> totally kicking the main character's butt. <laughs> it's like a big amalgamation of all the genres from yes. for like you said a lot of good actual legit horror and then a lot of great laughs. Yeah, yes. it's, it has it all. What what do you think of the newer Evil Deads? Um, so, um, I, of course, I've seen Army of Darkness, um, and that that was also very enjoyable, very fun. Um, I haven't seen the this new series or anything, um, but that's more for because I don't you know subscribe to the stream then it's on. So. Oh yeah, yeah, there's so many. I think that was like originally a stars and I think it yeah. may have been streaming. I know it's out it's been yeah. out on DVD for yeah. a while, but there's so many and I think they did a couple newer films too in the last few years, but I think that's a whole different cast I want to say. Yeah. Well, I, I think yeah, I saw one called Evil Dead and it's like is that related? I I couldn't tell, so to me it's like ah, it's maybe maybe not. I haven't seen there's it. There's a newer movie. I yeah. think it was last year. Yeah. 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 I'll say they did one, maybe two, but I don't know if they're I think they're officially within like the canon, but I think they're like all new reboots and like i think they're more focused on being legit horror scary movies okay. yeah no i i have not seen them and that's okay i mean i don't know i'm i'm kind of a fan of uh scary classics so of course uh mm-hmm. 
Friday the 13th movies, Nightmare on Elm Street. Those, those were around when I was a teenager. So. 80s. What a 80s. decade for it, right? <laughs> that's, that's, yeah, I like the 80s horror because yeah. I love practical effects. Even yeah. if they didn't age well, it's still fun yeah. that somebody made that. Yeah. American Werewolf in London. You know, the, the, and like I, I want to say that all of the scary movies I like are probably from when I was younger. And uh, the newer ones, um, I just haven't seen them. Not, not to say that they're bad. Mm-hmm. It's just... I haven't gotten around to it. <laughs> yeah, there's they always got a good batch out each year. I wanted to see, I know last year and this year, the both of the Nun movies hit. I, I'm hearing good things mm. about those. I haven't got a chance to see them. I, I did like the first Nun movie. It was pretty spooky. Seal of approval on that one. Mm-hmm. I did see, I think it was early this year, Barbarian. That really got some good, good, uh, spooky good spooky factor in that one a lot of, very unpredictable but yeah I, I think that's a good recommendation on that one uh yeah so many good good spooky scary movies uh throughout the year so um i know a couple other things i want to make sure to touch on before we wrap up here are some uh a couple other upcoming events i know one of them uh you guys wanted to give a good preview for in november is the craft series yeah we've done this for a few years now we have a craft series in november it's just kind of a more relaxed crafting uh, experience. Um, we're going to be having a crochet, cross stitch, a scrapple tile decoration, and our last event will be a craft swap where people can bring craft materials that they're not using so they can trade. Um, these will take place on Wednesdays from 7 to 8 p.m. No, I, I know there is a bit of a uh, a little bit of a crochet community in GraphWorks. I have I talked to several big crocheters over the years. Yeah, that's something we've been wanting to hold a crochet program. So we have a volunteer from the community who will be teaching how to crochet a granny square. Very very cool. I know I know some people. It's just like their it's like their go to version of like doodling. And then, mm-hmm. like, you'd be watching TV and just uh, crocheting is like a, a, a like a quilt or a blanket or something like yep. that. Yep. So I think that's very cool. And uh, now I know uh, the summer and winter reading programs are always big and huge for you guys from what we talked about on past shows. Um, I'll, winter program, winter reading program is coming up soon. Uh, yes. when, when's that date for that? Is that announced for when that's going to start? Well, we always start winter reading program on the solstice, so December 21st. And um, we're in, you know, we're planning, uh, like we're doing another puzzle competition. It was really popular in the summer reading program. So we're doing another one and uh, there will be one for children as well. So it's going to be kind of a, a, a the joint activities program. will start in January. Yes. So sign up starts in December, but activities go through January and February. And we always end in um, March with uh, read across America day. And when, is the usual progress going by past years? I don't know if it'll be this year, but uh, people can just walk in and, and go, hey, I want to sign up for winter reading program at the information desk? Absolutely. Um, we, we have an online, uh, it's called Beanstack, and that's how uh, we track participation. You, I mean, paper is always an option. You can you can just do everything you know on paper, um, but we do have the the app that makes it easier for some people. And for... Well, I know like the summer reading program, it sounded like went really huge for you for being people, people being able to track their progress and earn badges and achievements Mm -hmm. and can maybe expect similar. It's the same for the winter reading program. Um, We're hoping it someday it'll reach the maybe the scale of the summer reading program, but it's a little bit more relaxed. Yeah. Well, I mean, for a winter reading program, 
we can plan events, but the weather doesn't always cooperate. Yes. So, yes. So very, very true. And in the summer, you know, we'll have outdoor programs. You know, it's it's much easier to, to do these things in the summer. Um, so winter reading program is maybe not at the the same like hype level mm-hmm. but it's it's still it's hard to get out when there's a blizzard happening yes, very true but that's that's where the app comes in handy mm-hmm. and um for our events we we also try to incorporate a an element where you can just do something at home on your own you know and so hey yeah you can't get to the library for an event because we're closed due to a blizzard but you can still do this fun thing that counts towards you know your reading goals mm-hmm very, very cool. And so I imagine people could stay tuned on uh, social media for, as it approaches, uh, as that gets near for the winter solstice for more information on, on signing up and, and just what to expect. Absolutely. All right. So as we start to wind down now, I'm, I'm, in, in the past, we had you guys on a few times before uh, last couple of years. You know, there are so many weekly clubs and groups going on at the library, so many resources, and we recapped a ton of them before. But if there's uh, one or two that for both of you that you'd like to give some extra love to go to, like or like to see a little extra attention going on right now, uh, be a book club or just things that people can check out at the library or anything going on at the library that you'd like to draw attention to. Uh, Brandy, I'll, I'll throw it to you to start off. Um, the book clubs are always a good option. I recommend the Between the Panels graphic novel book club. That one's, you read a lot of really interesting things. Um, the Library of Things is a fairly new feature that we have. Um, you can check out everything from a 3D printer to a record player which I have currently checked out, and I am listening to some of my dad's records. So people can actually, so library of things, people can actually check out physical media players. Oh, yeah. And among a, other things? A really wide range of, of uh, technology, basically. Mm-hmm. So like Brandy said, 3D printers, but also a DVD player or Blu-ray player, um, a, a printer, uh, a scanner, <laughs> you know, just... A ring light, uh, yeah. uh, inflatable oh, screen. Camera lighting kit. You know. Is that been getting some pretty good traction? Now it's been kind of getting a little more awareness now that's been around for a little bit. Yeah, I think the, the inflatable theater was really popular mm-hmm. this summer. Inflatable theater. Wow. Yeah, it's just a, it's a, a screen. You can inflate it. You have it in your backyard. And yeah, and we also have projectors so you can show a DVD in your backyard. A bubble machine? A, bu- a karaoke machine. Mm-hmm. Well, that could be cool saying, I, I know you brought up a scanner. So, for example, say I know every now and again I, I've known a couple people over the last few years. You know, I, I know digital cameras can spoil us with having the scan feature there. But sometimes if you want that ultra-perfect uh, crystal clear scan, you know, hey, I, where can I get a scanner? There you go. Yeah, Check out a scanner. a <laughs> slide converter to oh, convert... Yeah. Um, physical slides into digital yeah there's a a cassette player that will convert your cassette to digital you know so some of it is um you know help to help you convert older media to more current uh, formats now tanya how about one or two uh things going on at the library that you'd like to talk about well we are having our third and final costume swap before halloween it'll be this saturday on the 21st i think one to three Mm -hmm. And uh, we had two earlier this month that were well attended, but I think... What goes into a costume swap? Well, um, so this is actually our second year doing it. We we did a call for costume uh, donations, so, and then we just invite people to come in and basically shop for a new costume. You can bring one in to trade, but it's not a necessity. Uh, but yeah, just, you know, you buy a costume for your kid, they're in it for a year, 
you know, if, if you've got more than one kid, maybe, the, you know, the younger kids will wear it, maybe not. But, you know, as they're, as your kids are growing, you know, they want the fun costumes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, here, this is a way to, to, for people to kind of recycle, you know, you're not constantly buying new costumes. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, it's, like I said, we had, uh, this is our second year, really uh, a big response last year, so we did it again this year. Um, we had two earlier this month, and I feel like maybe some people missed it, because after the first two were over, it's like, oh, are you still doing that this year? It's like, we are. <laughs> Luckily, we have one more. One more. Gosh. Yeah, and if there's, if you have a large family, that could be a big hit to the budget, yeah. multiple That's, costumes. Mm-hmm. So this is a great way to pick up costumes for a family. Yeah. And we do mostly have costumes for, you know, smaller children, but we're open to costumes of all sizes. We, you know, we, we got, we did a call for more adults or, you know, older child costumes and we got some donations. So, you know, we're trying to expand what we can offer. Um, but it's really more about, um, the community having a place where they can do this mm-hmm. as opposed to us providing a free costume. We're not going out and buying new costumes. You know, we're just saying we'll, we'll be the central point for this. Kind of like the hub. Yeah. yeah. There you go. And I think, I think that was a great point you brought up Randy too, about being a nice big, just for bigger families, helping on the budget. And just, mm-hmm. I think that's just another good side benefit to that, that you mentioned, Tanya, just Enjoying that sense of community, not just showing up for a costume, but just taking in the Halloween spirit and atmosphere. Yep. So um, I, I know we covered a ton of ground here. If people want to get a list of all the events and activities, I know uh, that I you could either just grab a like monthly flyers mm-hmm. calendars at the library. I grabbed one. I think when I was there for uh, you know I go to the, the between the panels uh, graphic novel book club, and I was asking about a couple other events, and I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. You got the flyers you can mm-hmm. pick up, or you can get the calendars available right on your guys's website. Mm-hmm. Yep. Absolutely. That is uh, gflibrary.com or on your Facebook at GF Public Library. Yes. So all kinds of ways to keep up with all the events and activities at the Grand Forks Public Library. Now, final question for both of you, kind of keeping up uh, the same ritual we did the last time here. Uh, favorite or just a recent great read that first comes to mind for a recommendation and why it stood out for both of you? Uh, Tanya, let's start with you. Um, I don't remember if I talked about this one last time, but I, if I have, I am recommending it again. Um, the Murderbot Diaries by Martha mm-hmm. Wells. Um, I listened to them on audio. Um, we have them uh, on Libby, so it was really easy to, to do. Um, but I listened to the whole series, and then I listened to it again with my son. Uh, the newest book is coming out next month, and I've already pre-ordered it. I've already put in the request that we get the audio book on Libby. It's like <laughs> um, I am on hold for it. I think somebody got in before me, which I'm like, uh, no. But, uh, yeah, I just I love it. And, in fact, I have put out feelers to see if um, – the author can join us via Zoom at my book club next year yeah. um, because we are planning to discuss uh, some of the books in that series. We did the first one this year. I'm very excited about it. And so, yeah, that's the one that's on my mind. Murderbot Diaries, first book is All Systems Read. Um, read it. <laughs> and audiobooks, if, do they happen to mix it? Is it one of those audiobooks with it being like a, kind of like 
think about Murderbot Mysteries. Do they mix in like sound effects too to get a little bit of atmosphere? No. So these are a straightforward, you know, Just straight somebody up. reads it. Mm-hmm. But um, I did recently learn through the author's social media that uh, they're planning to put out like a full cast recording Ooh. of of the first book. So that that sounds like it'll be really fun. Kind of like a remastered version almost. Yeah, but like with all, you know, like with all different people doing the voices. So it'd be like almost like a, like a play almost. Yeah. So I, I, I'm going to have to check that out too. There you go. Brandy, favorite recent read for you? I'm going to go with a spooky read um, and a classic, uh, The Legend of Sleepy Hollow by Washington Irving has always been one of my favorites. I would highly recommend that. Still holds up well all these Mm -hmm. years later. Yes. Very, very cool. All right. So anything we missed at all before we wrap up for the day here that for anything else going on or just, uh, just for anything else you'd like to give a quick shout out to? Well, um, Aaron's not here, so he can't talk about the children's programming, but I did want to put a shout-out to all of the ongoing children's programming that's going on. You know, we've got the weekly story times. Mm-hmm. Um, it's on our website. We've got one with the fire department coming. So it's, it's you know, th- there's so much going on. And, you know, we, of course, we're focusing on, you know, teens and adults in this particular interview, but they, the children's department offers so much for kids and I, I don't know. It's like I can't even remember all the things. There, there's something happening every day. Yeah. You know, Legos and, you know, all sorts of things. Mm-hmm. Randy, any closing thoughts here before we wrap up? No, I think we've covered quite a bit today. Yes. Curiosity Club? Yeah, Curiosity Club is one thing that happens. That's for tweens and teens. It's the second and fourth Tuesday of the month from 4 to 5. We do various activities, trivia, fun snacks. Yeah. And once again, gflibrary.com or uh, GF Public Library on Facebook. So once again here, uh, Halloween, or excuse me, Haunted Stacks, October 28th at 2 p.m., and Fright Night, October 27th at 7 p.m. And they can RSVP, they can find the link in the show notes here in the description for today's episodes for where to go to RSVP online. So uh, with that, uh, oh, I should ask you too, in case people have no idea where the library is, the address for the Grand Forks Public Library. <laughs> 2110 Library Circle. Um, if you can find... Uh, if you can find Grand Forks Best Source, <laughs> you can find the library. Um, but no, if you can find Ferguson's, which might be a little bit more visible, um, you'll be very close to the library. We mm-hmm. always we always used to say, hey, do you know where Kmart used to be? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I say the Grand Cities Mall. Yeah, Grand Cities Mall, Kmart Mall. I even I know some people still call it the Plaza Mall. But oh, wow. yeah, if you want to go for an even more older deep yeah. cut. But there is, there is a sign on um, South Wash that, you know, it says public library, um, yeah, we're not quite on the main drag, but uh, we're as close as we can get. Yeah, and yeah, that, that is definitely pretty accurate, I'd say. So, again, if you want to find more information, stay up to date, uh, gflibrary.com or GF Public Library on Facebook. Uh, Brandy, Tanya, thank you guys so much for coming in today. This has been awesome. Thank, thank you, you for, for having, having us. us. All Cheers. right, we will wind things down here. I want to get, make sure to give a shout-out to our final sponsor for, for the day at Circle of Friends Animal Shelter, where if you're looking or thinking about a new pet to complete your family, why not adopt? Please contact the Circle of Friends Animal Shelter in Grand Forks. Your new adopted family member will be spayed or neutered, microchip ID'd, and up to date with shots, and it will be ready to come to its new forever home. Circle of Friends is also accepting donations for dog and cat food, cat litter, towels, washcloths, small fleece blankets, and more. If you would like to help pets in need, visit their website 
cofpets.com. Circle of Friends is also hiring. Make your family complete by adopting. That's the Circle of Friends Animal Shelter in Grand Forks, located on South Washington across from Paradiso, or give them a call, 701-775-3732. Well, coming up tomorrow on GFBS at 11 a.m. is River City Speedway presents Dirty Thursday, or shall we say Snurdy Thursday, as it will be the first snowmobile-themed episode of the season. And Doogie and K-Dog will be joining the Bullring Boys tomorrow, talking about the cross-country racing series they're going to be previewing this season. Do not miss it! want to make sure to give a shout out to producer Paul and uh, thanks again to Brandy and Tanya for joining us today and remember to like, share, take, subscribe and follow GFBS on all the social media podcast apps and hit that notification bell to receive the alerts for whenever we go live and make sure to check out the new GFBS merch store for all our latest shirts, hoodies and gear at gfbsmerch.com. Yo, the Grand Cities are a spooky place. Grand Fork's best source is giving them an identity again. 